Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 17. Recorded this one with a local fellow comedian, Ross Yeoman. He's been on the show before, so if you haven't been back and listened to that episode, then it's good to uh, go back and listen to that one, listen to all of our previous episodes. This is the uh, third of the isolation episodes so uh thanks for listening so far and also i've been liking the um i've been liking the isolation episodes because we can usually just record them with um with the phone so it makes it pretty easy the audio on this one is um fairly good so i'm starting to get the hang of uh adjusting the audio levels for for um phone interviews uh and uh yeah cheers for listening make sure you like subscribe and share this episode and uh give us a rating if you're listening on itunes Thank you and enjoy. Uh, cool, cool. Got a return guest, Ross Yeoman. Hey, people. It's good to have you back on the show, dude. Uh, this is a um, isolation episode, episode three of the isolation series. But it's good to have you back, and uh, not not quite as chilled as the uh, last setting, just sitting at the bar. Um, recording the last one, but hey, at least we get to chat. Yeah, that, that last one seems like a lifetime ago. It's probably only a couple of months, but um, yeah, being able to actually sit next to someone, it was it was quite a pleasure. Yeah, that's it. Like within the uh, one and a half meter span. <laughs> uh, I could I, I can tell you now. I'm very happy that this is a an audio medium because my depression beard like i know you have a great beard but <laughs> i just have I, I just have a depression beard that is getting grosser and grosser by the day and i'm not going to shave it i refuse to until the lockdown's lifted and i have to go in public that's excellent man so you're just working at home at the moment or yeah it was it was pretty interesting because i like so a while back uh I got a call from my boss saying, look, mate, you know, we're going to have to let go of like contractors. Um, and cause I work on like projects, which are not exactly essential. They're working on enhancing future state stuff. Yep. Um, and he was like, look, you know, we're, we're redirecting everything to business critical, um, activities, uh, which made perfect sense. And he was like, look, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to try and do something, but, I might have to give you a two weeks notice. I just want to give you the heads up. Like he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then a week or two later, I think it was around the time the like the stimulus packages started coming out. Um, I think the whole public service just shifted and they decided we'll just keep all the contractors employed. We just want everyone in a job so that we don't, continue to stack up the Centrelink queue, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if they can offer the work, it's best to keep people on than to than to uh, just add to the problem. Yeah, I mean, I, like, when I, I joined the public service at a tragically young age, um, and I remember about three months in thinking that the public service was, it was, like, in the business world, it, it, it's kind of like, school for adults um yep. <laughs> and and then i started you know after a couple of years i was like it's not even school for adults i think the the amount of public servants in canberra especially um i think it is just a 
an economic stimulus package in another form. You know, like they, <laughs> yeah. they just want to keep people employed, keep them spending money, keep them buying stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone, everyone's happy. Um, you know, and like the the amount of times of you know, there's been massive reshapes of, of departments and they let like 4,000 people go, nothing changes. Mm. Like it, that department doesn't stop providing that service. Like, so it, to me, it's obvious that I reckon, I reckon about 60% of the APS is outright just an economic stimulus package. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like the, uh, being the capital, we're like the heart of the, uh, of the nation that's just pumping money out into the rest of the community. <laughs> yeah pretty much (laughs) like it's just a flow-on effect like and the thing is like people might leave a department but they'll always just rock up at the other one at another department just being like oh well like i'm doing this now and it'd be just the same thing and a different thing or you lose a couple people in the middle that always worked on their life goal of fucking opening like a fucking muffin shop or some shit Like artisanal muffins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like fucking like Jill from HR, it's Jill's muffins on fucking Northbourne, just like getting crippling rent payments coming through, and finally determined, like just determined to push on through. Spends her life savings and goes back into fucking accounting. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, um, I I was listening to a. a like my favorite podcast sorry yours is second yeah we did put um, out an episode like recently <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you told me dude you heard the last one <laughs> uh no shout out to your voice you were kids that was that was a great episode it was yeah fine. no i dig it um, we got we got then, good good uh feedback on that one too so it's kind of cool not to um be so strict with the with the guests like uh, i like that we're starting to like I'm branching out more into like just the arts in general, like performing and uh, tattooing yeah. and just all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So am I saying it right? Stewie keys. Yep. Yep. That's his name. That is an awesome. Name. Yeah, I know. Right? That's, that's like a, that's like a movie character name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like... that you wouldn't think would really happen in the real world. Yeah. You know how people say like, Oh, it sounds like a nineties rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like he sounds like a rapper for the from the future. Like soon, other rappers will <laughs> have names closer to that. <laughs> they just they haven't caught up yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't I don't know the guy, but I I am his name. That's, yeah. Um, it's, it's a fucking great name. Yeah, dude. That's that's up there with like Max Power and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me think of. Um, uh, when uh, when Bach gets uh, brought into the Navy, um, oh yeah, yeah, to the you know, subliminal you know, messages and shit. Yeah, yeah. But when he when he first gets picked up by the the recruiter, yep. and the guys uh, and, and Bart says, "Who are you?" and he says, "All in good time." And then he goes, "It says here your LT smash. The time has come." <laughs> 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 that's a good point though like just because somebody says that um it's not time yet doesn't mean it's going to not be time soon after yeah you know like if if you go to a bar and they're like sorry so you cut off you're like not yet and then you have one more sip and you're like okay now 
Yeah, I've been politely and unpolitely asked to leave a few bars in my time. Man, I'm usually the um the one behind the bar having to like cut off my mates after a big night and it's never mm. it's never easy, but it's also there's a good and a bad way to do it. And there's also a good and a bad way to be cut off. Like if if I have a buddy come in and I'm like, Look, man, we're really like we're really pushing it here, <laughs> you know. Like it's uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna this is gonna be tough. But uh, I'm I'm just gonna take it from a point of view where it's like I'm just doing this for your safety. Because <laughs> if I was in this yeah. for myself, yeah, sure, keep giving me fucking money and fuck you. Yeah, do, do, oh, oh, this, this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Do you, did were you ever tipped in your in like a when you were working on, on the bar, did you ever get a tip? Yeah, well, I hope that I go back to it after the um, after the um, lockdown's done. But, um, yeah, well, as a bartender, usually get tipped, like, fairly regularly, like, every week or so. Um, but it's always, always more common when we have, like, international bands, like American bands coming through. They're more likely to tip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not really an Australian custom to to tip, but it's always great when it happens because it's like still a thing that people do. It's just not very common. But yeah, it just makes you night though because you're like, oh man, like because we actually get paid decent decent wages and we don't rely on tips. So when you get tip money, it's like next level. Yeah. Well, so like, like I was saying, my 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 favorite podcast gave me this idea, um, and. To all the listeners, I um, strongly recommend you check out "Making Sense" with Sam Harris. Um, I think he's I think he's one of the clearest voices at the moment, especially in all this confusion. But um, the only one not making sense right now is me off that shout out. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that with us like a C or an S? Um. Uh, no, making sense. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But you know, like royalty checks come and for some actors, it's like a mere few cents for like something they did in like 91. Oh, like when Seinfeld's getting the, the 12 cent checks from China. Yeah, well, I feel like Seinfeld's still getting <laughs> mad checks for, from shit. Oh, dude, that guy's getting residuals up the yin yang. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was... It was, I think it was only like the third open mic I'd done. It might have been Billy Macon. Um, yeah. We were talking about like comedians we liked, and I and I like Seinfeld. Um, the the I'm telling you for the last time album I used to listen to all the time as a kid. Um, Coincidentally, told it, you more than once. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, remember, I think it might have been Billy, and I'm sorry, Billy, if I'm mis, uh, misrepresenting you, but someone said to me, like, fuck that, Seinfeld, that guy made a career out of one hour of material. And, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if you if you take um, Larry David out of the equation, he probably wouldn't have been as, as successful. Yeah, dude. No, for sure. That also, I mean, hey, 
He'll comment below or not, whatever, I don't give a fuck, but, like, that definitely sounds like <laughs> something Bill would say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, um, but, yeah, so, back, back so, to your podcast, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, Making Sense, Sam Harris, um, everyone should check that out. Um, but um, they, he was having a conversation, and there were, there were two really interesting things that, that struck out to me. Um, but, but one of them um, was the, the guest that he was speaking to um, was talking about how you should, um, you should, there was an article that was written saying um, it was about like frontline workers, mm. but not, not, not nurses and that kind of thing, but like, you know, people stocking shelves, people at the, at the counter, at the supermarket, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and this article was written saying, don't call us heroes. We're actually victims. Yeah. And, it, and that makes a lot of sense because they, you know, who the fuck wants to work in that environment? Dude, I'm working in retail at the moment. I'm working at a liquor department. Oh, um, your business must be booming. Yeah, well, the thing is there's alcohol restrictions, so um, we're having troubles with, uh, you know, not having as many um bulk buys but there is multiple smaller sales okay and uh people that i'm serving are saying like i don't like i usually get a couple of people a week that say like i don't normally drink but hey what the hell (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and you're like yeah yeah you told me that yesterday uh (laughs) The, the, the funny thing is like the um the people that that often buy bottles and say that it's like for their friends and stuff are still buying the same bottles, but not saying that there's for a friend. Like they're just like the joke's <laughs> over. Like I get it. They're for you. <laughs> oh mate, I, I, I went to detox once, um, when I was a younger man and, um, like AA or did you just go straight to, Oh, like in the in the hospital. Oh uh, right, detox, okay, yeah, detox yeah. To, yeah, no, I don't. Get... I'm not on that side of it yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I shouldn't just assume knowledge that everyone knows what detox. Oh no, is, most but, of the um, listeners to this show would, but I'm just not really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> most of the listeners to this show. <laughs> Such respect for your audience. <laughs> yeah. Lap it up, you pigs. <laughs> Um, but no, when I, when I was in there, like you, you get through the worst of it and then, um, you know, you got to spend a couple more days in there and, you know, it's a confined space with strangers and that kind of thing. Mm. And every, everyone starts swapping war stories, you know, of like, oh, is this how I ended up here? That kind of thing. Um, and there was this one, there was this one lady, she was about 50, um, and she'd been buying like bottles of spirits, like you were just saying. Um, but, and doing it from different bottle shops and always pretending that it was a gift to someone. Mm. And so, and so she would always buy the, um, like that little gift bag, like type thing yeah, that you yeah. put a bottle of spirits <laughs> in. <laughs> and, and she was saying that what made her realize she had a problem was that she opened her cupboard once and it like was overflowing with these gift bags that she'd been <laughs> pretending <laughs> to. That's <laughs> uh, funny because oh, it's dude. tragic. As it, back to what we were saying before, like she, she never mentioned who the gift was for. She may have went home and had her own little like presentation process before she drank the bottle herself. 
<laughs> Mate, I reckon she was probably drinking it on the way to the car before she got home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as a, let me say something to anyone that, like, may have wondered this or that does that. As a person that works in a um, liquor department, let me just say that we don't give a fuck. Like, I honestly, you could say, like, I am going to go home and drink this right now. And it's nine o'clock in the morning and we just opened. As long as you don't come back this afternoon after you drank that, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, no... Yeah. It's like fucking normal... Um, there's there's no real judgment like that. Like, you're judging yourself harder than I ever would if you're going to say that at, at the register. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's any, anyone making an excuse at a bottle shop is clearly aware that they're doing something uh, detrimental, and they're, they're, there's a level of self shame where they're trying to apologise to the wrong person. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're they're, um, they're convincing themselves, not you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but sorry, what, what I was going to say about uh, like tipping frontline workers. Yep. Um, I got a bunch of I got a bunch of five dollar notes, and um, I decided, yeah, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the person, not the store, but the actual person, you know, five dollars. And I did it for the first time last week, and because tipping's just not a cultural phenomenon in Australia, yeah. Um, she looked at me like I was a fucking alien. Like I explained it. And I said, oh, I've been listening to this podcast and um, it was saying we should really, you know, tip the frontline workers and, and that kind of thing. So this is for you. And she was like, but I can't, I, I, I can't take that. And it was just, it was this weird transactional situation where mm. I was like, just take the fucking $5. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's <laughs> not that big a deal. Um, oh, it's like Mr. Burns with the money in Homer, like, take it, take it, you fool. Like, um, yeah, or, just piling or, the money into the pockets and stuff. Yeah, or when Marge is uh, a cop and a poo tries to bribe her and they both turn around and leave the money on the counter and Mr. Burns just walks past drinking milk and takes the cash. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Uh, I, w- I wanted, uh, after like listening to your last episode, yep. I wanted to ask you. Um, do, do you have, can you narrow it down to a favorite Simpsons episode? That's a tough one, man, because sometimes something that I like about a whole episode might be just one split scene. Um, so the hardest part about that would be finding like an episode that has more than one of those moments in it. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, my favorite one would probably be when Homer becomes a boxer. Oh, and uh, Mo lifting out of the ring. Yeah, just because I'm a massive Mo fan, like I reckon between between Mo and um, Quentin Tarantino's character in uh, Death Proof, he he does a cameo in there as the bartender. Yeah. Um, between those two, you've got the perfect bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's coming from a bartender. Yeah, so like I've done the legwork, but I can tell you for a fact, like Mo is yeah probably one is definitely one of my favourites, if not my favourite Simpsons character, and that episode's really Mo heavy. So I and I that's why I like that one. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, yeah, I, I understand like the, like scene for scene, like what's, what's funniest and, and what sticks in your mind and that kind of thing. Um, that Mo boxer, uh, Homer becoming a boxer episode. The funniest thing to me in the world is Dredrick Tatum. Yeah. Um, like the obvious uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Even with the manager and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still got uh, a guy who uses words like Fustigate and all that yeah. kind of shit. Uh, Don King. He's in, um, the, in the prison and it's like everyone is just going fucking insane and he's like, hey, hey. Keep it down, and everyone just like, yeah. so, so, sorry, champ. <laughs> sorry, champ. Yeah, sorry, champ. But when, when the someone's gonna write the actual of... quote, like I fucked up the quote. Someone's gonna like write the fucking word for word. Okay, Google fucking response to that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my fa- my favorite part of that episode is um, when uh, Dredrick Tatum is talking to the the media. Yeah. <clears throat> And he quotes, uh, it's almost a quote from from Tyson, um, talking about how, like, he respects his opponent. Yeah. Um, But but the Simpsons flip it, and and he's like, you know, because he's got a lisp and everything. Yeah, he's got everything. Yeah, like, he's like, you know, uh, I respect Mr. Mr. Simpson. Uh, I don't mean to, you know, any malice or blah, 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 or whatever it is. And then he goes, but I plan to make orphans of his children. (laughs) And and then the news guy goes, uh, he has a wife, champ. And he goes, I am assuming she will die of grief. (laughs) (laughs) It is that, like, oh, my God. Like, Like when you look at that compared to actual Mike Tyson, not too uh, far different. But then you look at actual Mike Tyson now compared to Mike Tyson then, and you're like, holy shit, that dude's changed. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you listen to him on Joe Rogan? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, it, and it's weird. Like, he's he, he's kind of like a... These days, he kind of seems like a, like a cuddly teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. Man, have you seen but the what? recent video of him um, doing like a quick little like um, some like shadow boxing? He's still got some speed on him though. Oh yeah, that's that's what I mean about like being being like a bear. It's like yeah, it's cuddly and fun or whatever, but that he could rip you apart. Yeah, still second. still like, fuck you up. Yeah, I mean that guy's muscle memory is probably just inbuilt. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, that's my favorite Simpsons episodes. There's a couple of pearlers in there. Like, there's the the bit that I always laugh at, um, having worked at a bar that switched around like over the years and gone from like being somewhere where it wasn't really like a big destination, not many people went there, to like something that is thriving before the lockdown, obviously. But they're still doing well through food and stuff. Like, they're still. They're still um, managing to keep the keep the flow going right now during all this lockdown shit. The scene that reminds me of like old school bar that I used to, like when there was like not not a, when it wasn't as popular is the um, oh you put an office back here in the ladies' bathrooms like yeah yeah I, I decided to make use of it since there hasn't been a girl back here since '86. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I just want to... <laughs> When you, when you see Mo's uh, bartender license and it expired in like 
1987 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he gets asked to make a... Um, I reckon my favourite Mo moment is probably when he... Um, <clears throat> they're doing the, uh, the B-sharps. Yeah. And so you've got that Yoko Ono... Um, sort of rip-off character yep. and she asked for she asked for a, a plum in perfume served in a man's hat and he just pulls it out immediately <laughs> like like he had that ready to go yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah the yoko ono one that's actually um pretty funny and then there's the which is also in that episode the um boxing episode the other mo um reference where he, he goes um where the dudes come in to beat up Homer, which is how they find out that he can take a proper fucking beating. And he's like, hey, if you want to beat up my friend in my bar, it's a two-drink minimal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, um, like, because I, I, I rediscovered The Simpsons. Like, I, you know, because obviously... Like a, yeah, you're like first... a born-again fan. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, because it first aired in, like, 1990. Yeah. And I was five. And yeah. so I just liked it because it was a cartoon and I thought Bart was cool or whatever. And then it wasn't until uh, I was, like, I think I was, like, in year 12 or something. I was like, I should really go back and revisit that. And then you catch all the, like, political yeah. and religious jokes and mm-hmm. just how clever it is and everything else that you missed the first time. Um but I, I remember even as a kid uh, laughing at, at the the scene where some guys come in, they're causing trouble or whatever in the bar, and, Ma, uh, uh, and, and Mo says, Barney, show him the exit. And Barney goes, there's an exit? <laughs> <laughs> I think even in my child brain, I was able to realise that's funny and depressing. <laughs> Man. See, the best thing I liked about it was... Well, rewatching it now, it's kind of got some timestamps in there where you're like, oh, dude, I remember when that shit was, like, the current, um, like, a, a current issue, and uh, Simpsons addressed addressed it on the show. Um, the other thing about it was when you um, rewatch it and you're like, oh, I get the humour that wasn't in it the first time that I watched it when I was younger, or, like when I used to watch it with like my parents um, or uh, like, you know, my dad's friend's kid that was older than me or some shit, he'd be laughing at different spots than I would be. So it was like something that we could both watch and then we'd find our own humor in the same thing. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's a, it's an absolute masterpiece. I mean, they, they, they should have stopped at about season 12, I think. Um, like I've been to multiple Simpsons trivia nights, and they just restricted to seasons one to ten. Yeah, because like those are the good seasons, and then everything kind of went off the rails. And a lot of that was because um, he was he was David S. Cohen um, on The Simpsons, the writer. Yeah, he mo- he moved over to do Futurama, um, and he had to change his name because of the Writing Guild or some bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was David X going on, um, and I read a lot of money went with him from The Simpsons to the, the inspiration for Future Armor and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. No, that's a good point with the um, 
um, with the time stamp up to 12. Like, I I watched... Um, it was probably the reason I still have a Disney Plus subscription is because Simpsons. The thing that I didn't really get into... Well, no, I did get into Futurama. I just never found it again where I could, like... I never put the time aside to watch it properly. Like I did with Simpsons and Family Guy and like um, the other shows that I watch. I feel like Futurama would have potential for me to get into it as well. I just haven't really just sat down and watched it. Dude, I have the first four seasons on DVD. I will happily deliver them to your house. Futurama for me, it's like, like I have a Simpsons tattoo and Futurama is like edging almost being better yeah like like it, futurama is so fucking brilliant and the simplicity of fry as a character he's just got the biggest heart he's always trying to do the right thing but he is just sick as bricks and he doesn't really understand the consequences of anything that's happening around him yeah he, like he's just the most lovable guy in the world yeah, I dig that, man. I, I remember um, when it kind of came out and um, I started watching it like as it came out and then once it was stopped kind of being on TV and stuff, that's when I lost it. Um, and I'd come, like, I'd happily come back and re-watch it just like I've done with Family Guy and The Simpsons. Yeah, honestly, man, I'll give you the, I'll give you the DVDs because it's, it's unreal. And the DVDs you get like... Um, like, I'm so much of a Simpsons nerd. I've watched, like, almost every... Uh, so, the reason it takes The Simpsons so long to put out the DVDs is that they, for every single episode, they um, they do an audio track, like a commentary track over it, and they have macroning on every single one of them, and then they have one of the showrunners, like, you know, David S. Cohen or, or someone like that, yep. or... Um, and then they have someone like uh, Nancy Cartwright or um, you know, or, or Lisa or something like that. Um, and so it takes them forever to do it, and that's why it took so long for them to come out and all that kind of thing. And it was still like an emerging medium at the time, like DVDs or Blu-ray or you know whatever. Um, but um, but yeah, like I've I've listened to like I've watched every dvd commentary of the simpsons like oh. seasons what one through ten and it's fascinating how much shit you learn like in terms of what goes into them creating those episodes when you go to trivia nights is there people that just like have more knowledge than that like it, it, do you have to deal with some people at trivia nights that have just got more knowledge than someone that sat there and watched all the commentary <laughs> Um, the, uh, oh, the, the, the biggest trivia night for the Simpsons I went to was actually at the Hellenic Club. And originally they only had, um, it was tables A to Z, 10 people. Um, so that's already like 260 people. And then they had to add another 140 people because so many people would like, buying tickets and say, I want to come, you know, to this thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I actually got my, got my cousin down, my older cousin, um, down to come to the, 
to the trivia night. And so he he and I were just absolute geeks about it and sort of they'd ask questions like, you know, how old is, you know, Hans Molman? And we we didn't want to be assholes and just answer the question straight away. Like we'd let the table discuss and and then and then we'd just quietly sort of go, Yeah, he's thirty one. Just write down thirty one. But, um, <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I think I think it reminds me of me when I, when I did a um, escape room one time. Oh wow, you've actually done one of those. Yeah, so I did an escape. We'll get back to that um, Simpsons um, trivia in a sec. Just a side tangent. I um, went to an escape room with my buddy, and we um, got like super stuck on this puzzle. Um. Because we both like our, like, puzzle games, survival horror, and this room that we chose was basically both of those in one. Um, it was, like, horror-themed puzzle sort of um, room. So we were just like, yeah, let's do this. Um, was this in Canberra? Yeah, it was in uh, Mitchell. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. That yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, it was super fun, man. Uh, we've done... We did one other since then, and we plan to do more of them. The worst part about them is they take so long to like for them to set up and stuff, and there's a lot of thought that goes into them to make them like a really cool experience. But then once you do them, that's it. Like you, you can you can't do them again because like you know all the puzzles, right? So it's like a lot of work just for the like the hour that you'll be in there. You know, less than that if you're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just got super stuck on this puzzle. I think we might have been overthinking it or whatever. And um, the dude basically, because they have like a monitor that just watches through cameras. And if you need a clue, you literally just say like, I need a clue. And the like room monitor will um, tell you a clue over the speaker. Oh, okay. Um, so we get like a clue... Still can't work it out. We need another clue. Still can't work it out. And then there's like a, there's like a monitor in the corner of the room, and it, yeah. the answer was just on the monitor. It was just like just just fucking like it it like like just for example, just pick a random number. Um, it was just like it just said on the on the monitor six, and the voice was just going like it's six. The answer's six. <laughs> <laughs> so like the people watching you do this that they'd set up for hours were so sick of you guys trying to break this code they were like guys for fuck's sake yeah it's just here's the like it's not like trying to be we're not trying to like make it mysterious or anything anymore just fucking like it's this <laughs> yeah yeah You've got to move on to the next. It, it would be like if you cooked like a really good meal, and someone was just having trouble eating the entree. <laughs> you know, no, no, seriously, there's more. There's more to come. Like, yeah, hurry like, up, hurry up, like hurry up. <laughs> if the entree just had one crumb just left on the plate, and this person was trying to pick it up with a fork, and it's taken them like four fucking tries. <laughs> it's like, that's it. We're taking you. We're taking your plate away. Just took yeah. the plate and just said, "Like here, just fucking move on to the next pin." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I recommend uh, escape rooms. So, um, 
back to what you're saying before about the trivia. So the, it was like what, like whatever, three hundred and sixty people. Yeah, it was it was insane how many how many people showed up. Um, we um, uh, so we our our because you yeah you, know, you get a team name so they can identify and all that kind of things. Mm. And I, I wanted to be really clever and and make the team names, so I made us the um, partially gelatinated non dairy gum based beverages. Yep. <laughs> Does, do you remember that from the like Pulp Fiction ripoffs that they do? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he says, you know, ah, what, what are they calling? They don't call them shakes. No, they're partially gelatinated, non-dairy gum based beverages. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, huh, you don't know what you're getting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh. And um, but one of the funniest things about the trivia night was that. And I, this kind of annoyed me because I was really in it to win. Um, and we ended up coming fourth when they released the results. Um, but they would have, like, so you, one table would give the other table their answers and vice versa, and they'd mark you as whether or not you got them right. Mm. And, and you know, so, so there were little nuances like, oh, you didn't say this or... You didn't say that, um, and so I was really pissed because I was I with my cousin. I was like, "We are going to win this thing!" Like, like my cousin has this encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they also did they also did things where they allowed you to use your phones at certain points. Yeah, right. Um, which was which is odd for a trivia night. Yeah. Um, but um. But the guy, <laughs> the guy that was running it, he gave out his phone number to the whole room of like you know three hundred fifty people or whatever, um, and it was like you know the the, the first person that texts me, um, you know the correct answer gets a, a bonus point or whatever it was, and I, <laughs> I remember him getting up like he sent told told everyone his number, everyone was like rushing the text like oh you know it's this or it's that or you know it was marge um and, and then he realized the mistake he'd made <laughs> he got up and he was like all right so the first five text messages i have uh you're a cockhead go fuck your mother <laughs> everyone had just texted this guy like the most abusive shit they could think of <laughs> <laughs> he just he just hadn't thought it through. Like, yeah. I shouldn't give my mobile number. That out was like an on-the-spot thing. And how funny <laughs> is it that like, if you if you're under the like the complete veil of um, being anonymous in that, and people just text you a fuckhead, like that's the worst thing they can think of. <laughs> yeah, you you think you'd be more creative. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's like he this is got... this is why your prize tonight is just going to be a Bunnings gift card, and you're going to fucking love it. <laughs> and the, the gift card is just going to be the sausage outside the store. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just you'll be sitting there trying to fucking give the Rotary member your gift card for twenty bucks, and the person on the Rotary won't have like any idea how the fuck that actually is a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've always wondered like after that 
trivia night, like it was years ago. And I've often wondered like whether or not that guy still gets abusive messages just from strangers that yeah. he doesn't know. <laughs> like four years later and he'll get a message saying, Hey fuckface, I remember you like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if you, no, even worse, four years later he's still getting Simpsons answers to the question he asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I'd saved his number because I would do that. I'd just send him things like just was, random things. Was it Barney? <laughs> <coughs> oh, uh, yeah. But um in, in terms of a favorite episode, I I, I I can't go past Lisa the Vegetarian. It is, like, that episode is so densely packed with jokes. It's it's just insane. Like, the like the stuff with Troy McClure is fantastic. Um, when Lisa's trying to explain that she's not going to eat meat to Homer. Yeah. And, and she's like, you know... He's like, what? So you're never going to eat bacon? No. Or ham? No. Or pork chops? No. Like that. That all comes from the same animal. Uh, yes, Lisa, a magical animal. <laughs> <laughs> like, and <laughs> the fucking the, the propaganda film that they play the, to the students. Yeah. Um, where it shows them like how meat's made and all that kind of thing. The fact that it's called Meet and You Partners in Freedom is just <laughs> so funny. That's what I mean about like rediscovering it when I was older, because like obviously that flew over my head when I yeah. was you know, ten. Um, but fuck me, like that—that that is too funny. And the way Skinner introduces the the, the film. Um, where he's like, uh, a certain agitator, let's call her Lisa S. Wait, no, that's too obvious. Uh, L. Simpson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, you know, right, has raised certain you know, questions about school policy. And then he goes, so in the interest of creating an open dialogue, sit silently and watch this film. <laughs> it's like, that sums up my whole schooling career. Like, just sit silently and watch this film. Yeah, they nailed that, hey? Like, how good was it when the teacher would just bring out the fucking TV? We did the sex ed class in science and in our health class. So, like, we learnt about, like, the fucking, like, reproductive side in science and, like, the like everything else in health. Um, and we watched a fucking video of the whole gestation period for for humans and what the fuck um happens in that time and then right up to showing a bunch of year 9 kids a fucking birth video full oh. fucking birthing video on a on a like an old TV on a fucking wheel out stand thing on VHS in science um and what school were you at? That is insane. Look, I'm not going to name them. Aside from it was... <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> always got to steal people's bids. <laughs> I don't always have to. Just in that case, it seemed fitting. <laughs> um, 
Don't worry, I only do it when I'm talking to them. Ironically, speak, like, I'll name problem. Go fuck themselves. Um, but I I went through there and I was never taught sex ed. Yeah. Um, you and... were just practiced it. <laughs> you were just a victim of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were just a victim of people that also weren't taught it. <laughs> um no no i was never taught sex ed um and i remember this like i i found all my old school books um once when i was at my mum's place and i looked at all these pages and it was stuff that was glued into our um you know into our textbooks or whatever yeah and um and it was all the sex ed material, yeah. like all the, you know, how everything worked and, you know, how periods work and, you know, what an erection is. Yeah, all the shit. fucking shit, yeah. Yeah. And I remembered when I saw, when I found that book, I remembered the day um, our teacher clearly just didn't want to talk about it. Mm, mm. And so what he did was he just said, all right, everyone, Gave us all these leaflets, and he was like, "Glue those into your books as fast as you can, and we'll go out and play football for an hour. If you can do it in five minutes." So he just he just totally didn't teach us it at all. What the fuck? No, do you know what it was, man? He fixed you guys. He didn't want. He thought that maybe like if you learnt about it, you'd be broken. So he's like, "Let's just go play some good old fucking football. Just make you guys all good." <laughs> Like, not give you any mental issues at all. Instead of learning the reproductive system, which is fucking quite important for your existence, we'll go and just grab each other in the fucking field and fight like apes over a fucking ball. <laughs> well, this guy, this, this teacher, um, I, I, I won't name him. I, I <laughs> Let's I'll be honest, him. football's full play for a group shower. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's what he wanted. It's... He's like, well, well boys, uh, I suppose we better get in that shower and fucking work out what's in that pamphlet, eh? I just, I, I love, I love how, how gay things that are meant to be masculine are. Like, football's <laughs> a great example. <laughs> like, you know, it, and like the Catholic Church, it couldn't be gayer. Like, yeah. you've got a man in a dress, like... You know, you have your holy communion. You get on your, your on your knees and you close your eyes and open your mouth. Like it, it, it's the whole. There's candles yeah. and incense. Like yeah, dude, it, you fucking it's you, the you gayest share, religion. You share ever. food and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're told you're consuming the body of someone. Yeah, and it's just it's so gross. It's so gay. Like. It's unbelievable how gay the Catholic Church is. <laughs> it's like when you flip that as well, like football's meant to be manly, but like when you think about it, horse riding, actually pretty manly, comes off as the, like the, what you'd think, what you'd think. <laughs> like, I reckon that like, if you didn't show anyone football or horse racing and you just showed them the athletes or the the people that are in athletes, the fucking people that participate in it, They'd be like, all right, so all the ones that are running around in the field grabbing each other are those little dudes, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've always found that fascinating. Like, 
do you decide to become a jockey or do you realize you're not going to grow above four foot eight and then you go, that's my only career choice? Like, I, I don't understand how jockeys enter that profession. I, I think that I would watch more jockeys if they weren't riding horses and they were just getting mad and fucking fighting each other. Like, if they did UFC with ex-jockeys. <laughs> but, <laughs> you can tell someone would cheat, though, and throw a dwarf into the mix. It has, like, super strength. <laughs> like, yeah. a really powerful skull. <laughs> Just throwing hook punches and elbows. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh, so man. inappropriate. Oh, dude. Yeah, just all... Just... the It'd be like um, Battle Bots, but for jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> You just see, you see the guys from MythBusters are on the side. <laughs> yeah, they, they. Honestly, I'd love to see a MythBusters episode where they're like, "Are jockeys born or made?" You know, like, yeah. how, how does it work? Well, I don't think that like height is is um a choice. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't. Well, you got you got to be careful, mate. This is a very PC. Uh, I might self-identify as someone who's three foot. <laughs> no, I was going to say wide, three foot wide. <laughs> um, yeah, well, dude, that's a that's a that's a um, that's very common actually. As someone that's five seven, and I think everybody else under six foot, I identify as someone that's six five, but it just doesn't fucking work that way. <laughs> Oh, dude, have you ever met someone who's over seven foot? Uh, nah, never, never. One, one of my, one of my mate, uh, a friend of a friend, um, is like, is like seven two, I think. Mm. And when I first met him, it, it was like really inappropriate. But I just like, they opened the door and I saw him, and it was like that scene from It Follows. Mm. Where that giant that giant comes through the door, like yeah, I just got introduced to him and I just went fuck me and like I was scared, like visibly scared. It, it, it's insane how <laughs> like uh, all it is is an additional foot. Like I'm, I think I'm six one or something. Yeah. Um, but the thing is eye level. <laughs> So, so like when, like if you're if you're five seven, yeah. your eye level hits like my, you know, jaw or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that's how we, you know, obviously perceive the world and that kind of thing. And the fact that I literally have to tilt my head up to look at this guy's eyes, it it was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And the the thing is though, I don't know if it's like, if it's like a physical, um thing or whether it's just like a mental like if, if the fact that that dude could just punch in the top of the head is scary <laughs> yeah <you'd>... where <laughs> like there's an element of like a physical advantage <coughs> as you look at someone else you've got to think like there must be some part 
that just goes, all right, so how would I attack this a fight with this person? And maybe that's oh, why yeah. it's not so... I, I don't know. Would you have the same reaction if someone was like, oh, this is my friend George, and opened the door and a three-foot person walked out? <laughs> <laughs> When the, like, when if you is... just acted like that scene at the, <coughs> at the start of Jurassic Park where fucking Sam Neill sees the dinosaur for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the music plays. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good mashups of that scene. Oh, it's fantastic. No, yeah, it's fucking great, man. But, dude, I actually, thinking of that, um, when I was in primary school, we had a, like a teacher's assistant that was really tall, um, not over seven, but like probably, uh, six, seven. Yeah. And, um, the thing was we were in like a demountable classroom. So the ceiling is already lower than normal. <laughs> and, um, you can just tell that our teacher kind of was like, you could tell he was kind of having a bit of a laugh. Like, he was super serious, but you could just fucking tell that he was like, all right, let's see how this fucking goes. So he gets this teacher's assistant out in the little alcove and just keeps the door shut, like in Kindergarten Cop when they introduced fucking uh, John Kimball. <laughs> and it's um, not a tumor. Yeah. Um, so he's just like, all right, this is going to be our new teacher's assistant. He opens the door and this motherfucker ducks to get through the door and would have just looked down to a whole class of people with their fucking jaws on the desk. (laughs) And uh, the funniest part about it, dude, was like, he worked at one of the shops downtown as well. Like one weekend, one weekend, um, (coughs) dad and I went into like a news agency or some shit. And I'm just like, um... Oh, Dad, that's like my um, that's the new the new teachers' aide at school, and Dad just goes, "Oh, I thought they just had him to pack the top shelves here." (laughs) 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 I was just like, "See, Dad, everything has a specific purpose." (laughs) (laughs) Just just going for that practical angle. Yeah. that, that just reminded me, the, the public school that I, I went to after the Catholic school and the public school I won't name because I respect it, um, there was a teacher there, he, t- he taught PE. He was like, I think he was about like six, eight. Like he, he was a fucking giant, right? Yeah. And how's this? His name was Mr. Ball. What the fuck? So... I know. Like, firstly, who has Ball as a last name? Yeah. But, but the fact it's that it's not even so... two syllables. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, change, change that. Like, fuck. But because, he, like, with his height, it was like, you don't have to be that creative to start calling him Mr. Tall. Yeah. You know, and he just got harassed every day. I feel <laughs> bad for that guy, wherever he is. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, that's for sure. Like, oh, so um, two things that I need to, like, double back on our conversation before. One, um, we're in science class watching a fucking um, video of a chick give birth. Now, this video is on VHS. It's done the fucking rounds. And uh, let me just tell you, this shit was filmed a fucking long time before I seen it. And uh, if I could describe the video in two words, I'd say full bush. (laughs) 
<laughs> the other pre, thing pre pre porn era like yeah 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 like um El Natural yeah just like straight up full bush and like white cheek black bush too like they weren't fucking around oh man and um That's... and straight after everyone opens their eyes because everyone's looking away during this scene <laughs> yeah. the fucking teacher play rewinds it so we watch the baby go back in oh my god and and then does like a teacher's commentary on the scene again as we're that, all just re-watching this shit that that is the stuff of nightmares dude like i, I don't think i'd recover that that's that's child abuse Doing that. Yeah, well, when I went to school, we called it education. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, yeah, but, um, um, the other thing I want to double back, <coughs> I want to double back on. Yeah. Um, for anyone to get the references to the uh, the joke theft before, go onto YouTube and check out uh, Ross Yeoman's uh, <laughs> oh, Short, Fast and Funny to, you, you uh, to get that. It. Yeah, so like, if, if it's already been pulled down, I'm assuming that um, it's either not listed or it's um, through a different account or some shit. But because uh, I, I know I got a direct link to mine, so I'm going to try okay. hard to find that video um, so that I can share it as a reference for people to get it for this podcast. But if it's not on there, we're just going to assume it's been fucking removed. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I think it got taken down. I, I went and checked, uh, like, cause I, I was amazed, like, because the guy sent it out and he sent out everyone's to everyone. Yeah. And I was like, well, don't do that. Like, it's, you know, people's material and, and, and whatnot. Like, you know, yeah. people can do anything with that. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> like, that get it of, taken down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I searched for it because I'm such a fucking narcissist. Um, <laughs> or that you want to get the thing that someone gave you <laughs> does that make you a narcissist <laughs> like if someone's just like here's your change and they weren't holding change would you go like oh well I, I don't have it but you keep that because I'm not a narcissist because <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I actively tried to find that on YouTube yeah. and I can't so Listeners, don't waste your time. It's. I think it's been pulled down. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get a lawsuit from Darumala <laughs> College. Wait for me to fucking share it, and then, <laughs> and if I don't share it, you know what happened. <laughs> oh, dude, the funniest thing to me was um, when that first came out, um, and it, it was on YouTube, and I, I genuinely don't think it is anymore. Um, but, uh, I watched it and, you know, it's always awkward watching yourself. Um, and then about a week later, I went to watch it again and I <laughs> looked at the, the bottom of the YouTube thing and it said it had one view and that was clearly <laughs> me the last time I watched it. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, right. Road to stardom, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Soon I'll be quitting the day job. Hey, yep. yep. I'm making a career out of this. <laughs> uh, the, 
by the way, speaking of uh, YouTube views and comments, uh, if you're still listening at this point, <laughs> I want <laughs> I I want to talk to the person that commented on the last Ross Yeoman episode and say like, "Hey, we got him back, no matter how bad you thought the language was." <laughs> <laughs> someone actually commented. Someone commented. If you can, if people can go back and see this. Someone commented saying, um, "I don't know about the language on this Ross fellow or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> that, that I, I love the irony of that because, like, you've seen me do the bit where it's like, you know, someone told me I swore too much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's fantastic that someone was like, oh, well, just, it, it probably needs to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, this is a family household. And, uh, it's like the video's marked as um, not for kids and um, the, f- well, the episode's marked as not for kids and the other thing is like they went to the effort of, of uh, writing it, the comment and posting it. So... <laughs> I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, that person's probably my biggest fucking fan. <laughs> like, and that's why I said, if you're still listening at this point, that's even better. Like, shout out to that person. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, you'll be able to say you got in at the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you were on this, you're on this fucking ship when it sailed. I, honestly, like, who, who in the fucking world writes a YouTube comment. Like, I know there's obviously billions of people that do it, but have you ever, ever seen something on YouTube and felt the urge to go, well, I need to put my two cents in here? Like, Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, the the best thing about the um, YouTube for the uh, short, fast, funny coming out all in one email is I can go back through and see if yours exists now too. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did that happen to me, man? I, In the early days of, like, loyalty programs, like, shops would have, you know, their cards and stuff that they'd give you. Yeah. One that I signed up for was, like, for a smaller business, and um, I had to actually write my email address on, like, a fucking clipboard. Wow. At the register. Weird. Yeah, like old, like early days. It wasn't just sitting at the, re- it was like behind the register and the cashier just held the clipboard out and <coughs> I just wrote my shit down and got. The first communication I got from that business was just an email with everyone in the two field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Like, it was just. I was just waiting for someone to reply and be like, oh, looks like you've got some good deals this summer. Like, or just, <laughs> like, who the fuck? I wonder in the, because, like, we're talking early days of loyalty programs, whether, you know, you ever see people that just treat text messages or YouTube comments or fucking Facebook um, shares or whatever writing on someone's wall like it's a fucking official email to someone you'll just see like they'll fully sign on although it's got your name like you see <laughs> see people just being like if you upload like a photo or some shit and someone will just comment on it being like looks good catch up soon xxx michelle <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 
honestly, like technology just brings out the best and worst of us. It's and and it's just fun to sit back and watch the shit show. Like, there's no way I'm ever going to engage in it. Um, like, I, I don't put any of my stuff on YouTube. I was actually pissed off when when I got sent that, and I just got sent a link to a YouTube clip, and I was like, I don't remember signing up for this being on YouTube, but, mm. it, you know. Um, but I am pretty confident it's been taken down, so yeah. I'm not too worried well, about it. The one I... <laughs> The, I believe that they were edited anyway, so there was some editing done before they were posted to try and conceal some of the shit. But to be honest with you, man, like, um, for people like yourself and me, uh, and I'm not talking on behalf of all comedians, but I just think in your situation and definitely in mine, editing videos to put them up as I edit most of this fucking podcast out. Like, if you guys aren't listening right now and you're up to one hour, five minutes, and 48 <laughs> seconds, um, I definitely edited some shit out of this. And you can use that timestamp right now to work exactly how much of this I cut out just so that you can fucking piece together with your fucking pin boards and string tied between the photos <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> exactly what the fuck I said in this episode. <laughs> Like uh, Charlie in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he's he's got the map about yeah FA yeah. And... <laughs> no, it's there's a comedian I watched. Oh, I think it was actually no, it was Luke Heggy. He's an Australian comedian. You can find this bit online. Um, and he had he, he has this bit where he basically said some people have so many photos on their cubicle wall of their kids, it looks like they're more so trying to find them after a mystery. <laughs> 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 I, I I know I fucking probably butchered it, man, but like that's that's basically the gist of the fucking joke, and I reckon that's hilarious because after working in offices before and just seeing how over the top people get with their like macaroni art and shit on their fucking wall, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's oh, like I, I was trying to write a bit about that, but basically it boils down to like when someone shows you photos of their kid, their biggest mistake is they think you care as much as they do. Oh, dude, definitely. Like, a mate of mine <clears throat> recently had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, very healthy. Everything went well. That was awesome. He sent me a photo of the, of, of the kid. It looked like a fucking lizard. Like, <laughs> new, newborn kids aren't cute. They're just not. Like, wait six months and, you know, until they can open their eyes and yeah. then send the photos. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, w- I can understand seeing one out and about like if someone's just walking around holding their holding their baby or whatever and i can understand why they would take photos for themselves to be like oh this is the you know the kid when it was new but (laughs) i just said that like someone would that like i just said that (laughs) so obviously that i just do not have fucking kids (laughs) like (laughs) here's like Here's the kid when it was new. <laughs> <laughs> we just bought it. Yeah, it's like from, uh, yeah, from China. It's and, like it's uh... like, dude. It's like me. Like the way I described that was, it was like when you buy a, a car and take a photo, and you're like, ah, it'll never get better than this. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just you get that fucking. You like, I can understand well, that, but like, why would you take like an early like? 
pre-six week photo and then show it to people. That's that's for the fucking archives. That's not for like your friends to look at. No, and it, it's amazing how how invasive, like in terms of privacy, some parents are with their their kids. Like I've seen I've seen parents like I've seen mates post stuff of their kids where they're naked in a swimming pool and and it's like yeah i i get it like you know you had a fun day and you you made an inflatable swimming pool or fucking whatever but that could be repurposed as fucking child pornography what the what the fuck are you doing like yeah why, why the would fuck you would you post that dude like it just goes back to before the internet people would just have their photos of their kids and then when they were old enough they would go oh here take these fucking photos of you when you were a kid and hold on to them for the rest of your life and then give them to your fucking kid but now people are just posting them online they're not just like a physical thing that you just hand down they're fucking out there for everybody yeah and it's like and that's the thing it's like everyone in the world can view that copy it share it redistribute it whatever like it's insane to me it's like you know that old adage of like you know if your house is burning down you know the first thing you'd save would be the photo album and that just doesn't hold true anymore like the first thing you'd try and save is your phone yeah because it's it's got all the shit that you like yeah like it's got all the photos yeah yeah exactly the the shit that I fucking leave on hard drives, I'm just sitting there like, dude, I need to sort my fucking photos out because I'll get like a new phone, copy off all my shit onto like a hard drive, and then I've just moved the problem onto another fucking digital platform. <laughs> and before you know it, I've just got like, oh fuck, there's um instead of like a phone that I need to grab, there's like several hard drives, a fucking full desktop computer. Like I'm like coming out with like a fucking computer. And, like, several hard drives. <laughs> a fucking flash drive just hanging by the cord from my teeth. <laughs> did you, did you watch, do you watch Archer? Yeah, I've seen the first few seasons. Uh, when they get raided by the FBI and Krieger, it's just a scene where he's like, and now to delete the old browser history, and he gets tackled out of his chair before he can do it. <laughs> you can just imagine what's on his... Because he's got the yeah yeah he's got the digital girlfriend and all that kind of thing. I think that came up in the last episode we spoke about Archer. Um, nah, we didn't. <laughs> okay, that's what I'll be saying next episode. <laughs> oh man! All right, we'll we'll move into our last section for the podcast. Well, the first part was just us chatting and talking shit, but I did actually have one thing I wanted to add to this episode. Something that might make it more interactive that people could co- submit stuff to the show um, is online reviews. So basically, mm. I'm gonna have a section here of like the worst reviews that we can find online and they're not just going to be on specific things it's just whatever like um whether it's um whether it's on travel websites or um product reviews or just online sites any anything you can find that's just basically a review um send me the link to markyworthingtoncomedy at gmail.com and i will um 
review them and pick a couple to read on the show. I reckon it'll add a uh, add an extra element to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I um, you you mentioned that you were going to do the like what are the worst online reviews and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, I was in a drunken stupor all day, so I didn't do any research. Um, but have you ever listened to the the podcast? How did this get made? No. It's fucking amazing. It's it, it's basically it, it's like a, a crew of comedians, and they they do live shows and and most of them are live shows. Um, but they just pick like absolutely horrifically bad films and talk about like how the hell did this get made? And they break down the film and point out all the flaws and and that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and then at, at the end of it, they do a thing called second opinions yep. and they read, they read five star reviews of that film. Yeah. So it's like, they've just spent an hour dressing down this movie and how fucking terrible it is. And then they do, uh, the five star review ratings. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like, like, uh, do you remember, um, Oh, what was it? It was, um, I think it was just called Batman and Robin. Yeah, okay. You remember that one with uh, like? No, I don't. Ha- I don't know. Don't know that one. Ha- that one had like it was the, it was before they rebooted it with um, Christian Bale. Okay. Um, it was it had like uh, Alicia Silverstone and uh, it had. <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he just <laughs> he just keeps making ice puns. Yeah, like all the it, it's so fucking that movie is so fucking bad. <clears throat> so yeah, they'll spend like an hour dressing down a movie like that, and then they'll go to second opinions, which are people who have rated it as five stars. And read the comments that they've left, and it's it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, like just absolute idiots that clearly don't know what a film is supposed to be. Going, yeah, this really uh, you know inspired me to rethink blah 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 blah. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh fuck yeah so i did a, something similar with dylan holmes when we did that alien vs predator review um where i read like some of the um like the worst reviews that i could find for it online so it, it led me into looking in like more reviews and finding shit online that's basically what brought this up but there was a the idea of having like experiences and product reviews that i read is uh yeah it adds like more to it a bit more of like a different element instead of just like movie reviews or whatever i just figured that people find funny reviews online so they send shit in (laughs) i i I just googled worst online reviews yeah and a site a site came up that is um what is it it's um oh the uh, the better advocate, um, I butchered that name. Um, but it was a, 11, uh, worst reviews Australia has ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you've got, I'll send this to you. Um, 
The first one is uh, I've had better snow delivered to me by a Lebanese Australian gentleman at 3:30 a.m. on a Tuesday, and it's for Kosciuszko National Park. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, oh. this is this is fantastic. Man, I so I, I have one on a hotel, which is like a pretty shit review for a hotel, which is posted online. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I'm just looking at another one. Um, <clears throat> it's for Sydney Harbour. Um, and the comment is, I never knew the harbour water was so clear. I could see the dead pets and trolleys everywhere. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. Uh, This is why why I get annoyed with people when they say, and myself, when they say that they're bored. It's like, in this day and age, you don't, you you simply don't have the right to say that you're bored. There, There is so much entertainment and, you know, interesting things that you can learn about and you know podcasts you can listen to whatever else if you're if you're bored you're just not paying attention even like good reviews man um are you you looking some up yeah like if (laughs) whether it's like good or bad reviews i just wanted to tell people how fucking hilarious it, it is to look up even good reviews on not as common products so like first of all i'll give you the hotel review that i was talking about before a group of us travelled um, to spend the weekend and decided to stay here. Worst mistake. On arrival, we found that the hotel was boarded up. We then parked um, in a car, <laughs> car park with with a sign saying, um, park at your own risk. We then... Headed... <laughs> we then headed up to reception, which smelt like a public toilet, heading into our rooms, which... Uh, which had cigarette butts um, on the way up to the room. And then when we got there, uh, it also smelt like cigarettes and bleach. Which, to be honest, man, bleach, that's like some fucking... I'd rather it not smell like a cleaning agent than fucking bleach. Because that's something... That's like some cover-up shit, right? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. If I smell bleach, I assume someone's dead. Yeah, dude, that's like... <laughs> yeah, some... That... <laughs> I I think that like, I'd be like but if you, if you went to a maid's place and there was a really strong smell of bleach but the place the was bathroom. fucking filthy. We got to remember the place is fucking filthy but it smells like bleach. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like um uh, so um so it smelled like cigarettes um and bleach which is just like a fucking amazing combination. Oh, that's um, a great combo. Like, oh, we suggest the Winnie Blue with the bleach. You could try the... <laughs> you could try the gold if you're, you know, having seafood later, something a little bit lighter, perhaps a white wine spritzer. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, there was mold cigarette burns next to the bedside. Dude, fucking have you... Like, so when I was a kid, we used to live next to a house that was like housing commission, and the kid that lived there used to invite us over um to play n64 or whatever and um in the lounge room next to the lounge chair there was fucking cigarette burns all over the carpet and uh one weekend i stayed there a little bit later like kind of 
towards like the seven, eight o'clock time of night um, before I went back home. And um, the mum would just sit in the fucking chair, just like chain smoking and drinking. And then I noticed her like nodding with a cigarette in her hand, just fucking outstretched. And I'm just like, dude, all those fucking burns are from when she fell asleep with a durry in her hand. Oh, God. As an adult, I look back at that. As a kid, I was just like, um, goodbye, Mrs. S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always want to be respectful to your friend's parents. like, Yeah. Because, like, you know, with my voice being sort of not quite right, um, I, I noticed <laughs> back in the days of, of landlines, um, I'd call my friends and... If they answered, I'd, I'd just be like, hey, Pete, what, you know, what's going on? Um, but for some reason, if their parents answered, I'd raise it a couple of octaves and yeah. be like, I'd be like, oh, hi, Mrs. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just wondering if Pete was there. And, and then he'd get on the phone and be like, yeah, I know what's going on. this weird respect thing that you did. I find myself doing that um, with customers at work. Like it, it just seems like if someone needs something repeated like several times, you'll raise an octave higher and try again. <laughs> um, but basically to wind the review up, they said that um, it also smelt of, it also smelled of mold. There was mold stains um, in the chair cover. Uh, it, in the chair cover, the smoke detectors did not have any batteries in them, which... <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Which in the second room, we found smoke alarms were taken down. <laughs> well, this all ties back to the cigarette butts. That makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, so they said they couldn't stay the night and they had to find another hotel. Don't stay there. I love at the end of the fucking review, they ended it with like, don't stay there. Like as if you were just like, all right, but what are you saying? Like, is this a guess? Or a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like fucking, um, restaurant in Dixon gave everybody food poisoning that ate there. I was watching the um, the news at the pub, and this guy's playing pool, and I'm trying to listen to the fucking news, and he's just blurting out between me and the TV. He's standing between the two of us, the two of us, meaning the TV is the other us. It's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, shut up! I'm trying to hang out with a fucking TV, but I'll. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... my best friend over here. <laughs> but he's standing between me and the TV, and he's just going like, don't eat there, man, don't eat there. I'm like, yeah, dude, I fucking know. I wasn't about to watch the news where, like, over 100 people got fucking food poisoning and decide to go like, oh, well, man, I'm just looking for meal ideas. ideas. That might be a good <laughs> place to fucking drop by on the way home. Oh, I always support new restaurants. I was just thinking that I might fucking drop in and have a little... Uh, ha- have a have a bite to eat. It's like oh, anything he was telling me. 
Dude, that's like the people that just call the fucking the thing that's obvious just to so- make themselves feel better that they said the right thing. It's oh like, yeah, it's like um, if I was gonna go like, hang on, hang on, I'm I'm not gonna watch the review the the fucking news article on the TV. How about you just tell me about what I should and shouldn't fucking do, and I'll listen to every word you have to say, and then pat <laughs> you on the back when you made a good call. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh. It's it's like when there's a big a big boxing match or a, a big UFC fight happening in a bar, and your friend is commentating on the strategy that the person's using. And they're like, "See, so he's, he's he's keeping his left uh, his left arm down," and blah blah blah. And you're like, "How about you shut the fuck up and I watch the actual fight? Like <laughs> these guys know what they're doing." <laughs> like, Oh man, I fucking love that. And it, like, I'm guilty of that shit too because I will like watch something. And I'll be like, I oh, see how he's covering with the left. I'm that fucking douche that does that shit. But I do it to myself. And if people want to fucking listen, that's on them. <laughs> yeah. If people want air quotes to listen, yeah. Like, You're just yelling you it in a bar. Anyone in your vicinity. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, look. Mind you, I was turned facing the crowd with a microphone, pretending that I was fucking commentating. <laughs> but hey, if you want to listen, that's on you. I, I remember, I remember watching the um, ah oh, fuck, it was, it was a nice place. Uh, I think it was the, it wasn't, it might have been the M- McGregor Mayweather um fight. Yep, yep. And obviously, everyone knew how that was going to pan out. Like, there's no way, um. You know, McGregor was going to be able to hold his own, um, but <laughs> well, there's no way. The co- there's no way now that the fight's already happened. Like it's safe to say that. <laughs> oh no! I mean, yeah, but I mean, you got to think like he's he's an MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, it, like, it's like if you've got like a <laughs> you you've got a guy that is in that same industry but just like a different fucking style it doesn't make him great at that <laughs> like, yeah and and you know as an mma fighter when he had to box he, he, he just lost like 70 percent of his toolkit hmm. you know like he couldn't yeah. use his legs he couldn't use his arms couldn't wrestle he couldn't do anything like that um but i remember <laughs> i remember watching it and the commentators were so fucking inept. Like, they were like, wow, uh, we're not quite sure how this is going to pan out, and blah, blah, blah. Like, the first two rounds go through, and it's like, well, it looks like Mayweather's just doing his usual defensive manoeuvres, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and the commentators just refused to take a position on mm. anything. Mm. And I remember one of my... <laughs> One of the commentators said something like, well, it's uh, very hard to make a comment on this right now. And one of my mates piped up and said, like, imitating the commentator and was like, yeah, I'd hate to have to do my job right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll the do- only job you had was to commentate the fight, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you know that, like, if he did his actual job after watching years of fights, he would just be like, oh, dude, there's no fucking way that McGregor's going to win this shit. Like, you, you're putting a seasoned boxer against a dude that mostly uses his legs and fights on the ground. But, like, he can't... He, what he means is... 
I can't commentate right now because if I did my job, I would I'd remove the fucking allure of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it obviously it was just a payday for, for McGregor. But did, like, did you watch that fight? No, I didn't watch it live. I rewatched it once it was done. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, because it was so funny because he kept like hammer punching him on the top of the head. Yeah. Um, and that's apparently technically not illegal in boxing. Yeah, right. Um, but there was one moment when uh, I remember uh, McGregor took a hit and he instinctively went to kick. Mm. And it was like he was, like if and if he had a follow through, he probably would have you know broken his shin. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was just that inst- It was that muscle memory. Like he was just like, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like back at the top of the episode when we we're talking about um, the you know muscle memory um, from boxing. Like it'd be the same with any other fucking thing. Like, um, dude. Do you know what would have gotten everyone hyped over that shit, dude? Imagine if he just went into it as a boxing match and then midway through just switched it and just went full MMA and just fucking did, like, ground and pound, fucking just sweep his legs out and jump on top and start punching, like... Oh, dude, that would be the best. He just, like, knew he was going to lose and went, fuck this, I'm just going to, like, finish this, like, this way. Fuck the payout that I'll get for losing... Like, I'm just going to fucking, like, actually win this on my terms. Yeah, like, he goes in and does, like, the <clears throat> the Ryu from Street Fighter roundhouse kick and just takes his legs out and just yeah. pounds on them. Well, dude, if you, like, <laughs> if you took it on the same way round, if you said, like, all right, well, like, next time we'll go Mayweather versus McGregor UFC style, everyone's going to be tipping fucking McGregor. It's the same thing. Well, McGregor said that in in an interview. I remember because um, obviously he talks a lot of he talks a lot of smack and that kind of thing. Mm. But I remember seeing an interview with him where he said um, he was like, uh, "Look, if if he wants to come into the cage, he'll die. It's that simple. Like I'm I'm willing to go into the ring and and dance around for a little while. I don't care. Like." You know, and I think he also said like they were like, oh, you you know, you worried about this or that or whatever else, and he like mockingly said, it's boxing. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, (laughs) this guy is used to being choked out and fucking having his jaw broken and everything else. He was just like, yeah, what's the worst could happen? I don't give a fuck. Let him. He's wearing gloves and he's going to hit me. I don't give a shit. (laughs) All right, I'll wrap it up with my final review. I found a couple of good closes here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we mentioned um, experiences and products, and I said how funny it is to watch good and bad reviews on certain products. (laughs) Here is. Um, a couple of reviews on the uh, from Amazon, the uh, sex stool multifunction weightless adjustable sex chair position aid bondage sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that product exists tells me that the human race has too much time on its hands. Oh man! All right, so we've got. 
um, one star. Poor product. Leg. Uh, sorry, the product leg snapped off halfway during installation. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just setting it up. I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I just just <laughs> what? Where were you installing it into? It's <laughs> <laughs> not eligible for return. <laughs> what i mean about people who would actually write youtube comments like he's writing a review of that product well the best and, thing... and he's still protecting himself like it's like okay so it says underneath that so during installation um and it's not eligible for return <laughs> so this person... <laughs> This, the worst part about this is this person now needs to dump this thing like they're getting rid of a fucking body. Like, they need to put it in a bag and cut it up into small bits and, sh- like, shit and fucking get rid of it, like, somewhere where, like, you can't just put, like, a piece of sex furniture out the front for fucking, like, anyone that wants it. Like, fly-tipping with a mattress yeah. or something. You just, like, you chuck it next to the fucking lounge chair or some something, you know, for garbage pickup day or whatever the fuck. And so, he, just like our last what, review... What, but but why, didn't, why didn't he read those terms and conditions before he bought it? Like, what did he think was going to happen? He could, he could buy it, fuck it, and then send it back? Well, this like, is the thing, dude. It's like, why the fuck... Um, I can... Okay. Let's be honest, um, I can understand why they wouldn't accept refunds. Like, they're not going to be like, yeah, (laughs) like, you're not going to go into a shop and just be like, oh man, I fucking just bought this sex toy and, uh, it's broken. (laughs) (laughs) It's, that's very similar to that Jim Jeffries bit, actually. You know that how he's just like talking about how he bought the rubber cunt, and then he just goes into the shop and he's like, he's just like, mate, I just fucking bought this here about twenty minutes ago, and it's fucking broken. <laughs> <laughs> twenty minutes ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, so he's just it makes like, me makes mate, me sorry, it makes yep. me think of the um the lock stock. Two smoking barrels yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. no one's going to... Refund it. Ca- yeah. Yeah, but the the best thing is this reviewer wraps up the fucking thing. Same as our last one. Um, do not buy. Like, as if anyone was just going to go, like... like I feel like anyone that was going to buy this before wouldn't read that review and go, like... <laughs> oh, well, I was pretty keen, but I'm not going to now. Like, I, I don't think you're deterring too many people. Yeah, I, I, I had would, but after reading that review, I've lost the urge. Yeah, like... dude, you don't sit there with a fucking hard-on and the shit's in the basket on the online website and you read a couple reviews and change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, who the fuck does that and then just, like, votes that review as helpful and logs off? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I tell God, you that's who, even better. I tell you who, the 13 fucking people that voted that review as helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, all right, that's the closer. <laughs> all right, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, um... 
this this one ran longer, but uh, it's all been good content. I liked recording it and uh, look, hope that everyone enjoys listening to it as much as myself or enjoyed listening to it as much as I had. I hope everyone has as much fun listening to it as I had recording it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, I'm just looking at my phone. We went for like an hour and a half. Yeah, so um, <laughs> people were comparing it to the actual runtime. They're like, oh, it's hour 10 here. There's 20 minutes of fucking content in there cut out. Um, yeah. yeah, but so anyway. I could, I could watch a movie or listen to these two idiots talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> About multiple movies. Hey, I'm going to take the fucking the deal with all the movies in one. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and share the episode. And give us a rating. Uh, speaking of rating given us a rating on iTunes or uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, so that we can uh, reach more people and get the word out. Thanks for being on the show, Ross, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Cheers, Marky. Um, sorry for rambling on as much as I did, but um, yeah, fantastic to be back on the podcast during the isolation, and um, yeah, it's good, good chat, good fun.